Hello, welcome to Off Curve. I'm Wiki Good, and I'm talking to you about Hearthstone as I am driving home from work. It is Monday, May 20th, 2019. Uh, it's been a little bit uh, since I had a last episode, and, and part of it was I just wasn't really sure what to talk about because I've been trying to figure this meta out and been not having a whole lot of success with it. And uh, part of it is that I, I honestly have just been getting uh, really, uh, you know, work, work at the day job has been kind of hectic, and I've been, quite frankly, having trouble... Uh, forming complete sentences by the time I got home, and and I don't know if you can hear that rain, by the way, but, like, I got to my car, and it was dry, and that was, like, two minutes ago, and all of a sudden, the skies just opened up. I know they said we were going to get some really bad thunderstorms today, and I guess I'm driving right through it, so I apologize if you can hear that on the on the recording, but that's just kind of part of the ambiance of the show. I guess you get to drive with me on my way home, regardless of what it happens to be doing outside. Um... So anyway, I wasn't sure what we were going to talk about, and then the Hearthstone team was kind enough to drop nerfs on us today. So we can talk about that for a little bit and kind of figure out what that means. Uh, My ladder's not been fantastic. It's not been bad. I've been kind of bouncing around rank three, which is kind of my natural habitat lately. Uh, Just It it feels like whenever I play something, I get pretty hard countered. And so I haven't really been sticking with the deck, which is probably part of the problem, to be honest. Like, I've been cycling through a few things trying to find something that I like that works for me, and it just seems like, you know, I get into a, I get into a good streak with a deck, and then all of a sudden I hit a bunch of counters, and I switch, and then we go through it all over again, so I'm not really making any progress, but, and I don't know if nerfs are really going to help that regard, I think it's probably just going to, going to shift the decks around, but, you know, given that, that rogue was not really one of my strong suits, I, I'm not super sad to see that deck go, because then maybe I can, you know, pilot something that's a little bit more effective, and, and have a better shot in this meta, but, um, you know, I've been trying Bomb Warrior, I tried, I tried Midrange Hunter, I tried Bomb Hunter, I tried Mage, and, and they all work reasonably well until they don't, um, you know, just because there's so many hard counters, so maybe we're removing Mage from the, or Rogue, uh, from the top tier of the meta, I don't think it's going to go away completely, but, you know, removing it from the top, top tier may help somewhat, so... Um, you know, beyond that, the, uh, you know, the specialist meta report has been going pretty well. I've been making a lot of enhancements to that dashboard. And that's, that's also been taking up a fair amount of my ladder time. So it's, you know, that, that, that kind of keeps me from just focusing hundred percent on ladder, which is fine. Right. Cause like, I'm not playing competitively. I'm not, I, if I don't get to legend, it's not the end of the world. I would love to just cause you know, I feel like I should, but at the end of the day, I'm, you know, going to give myself a break and not let my value be dictated by my, by my rank. Um, so, you know, it's, it's kind of a typical week as far as, as far as I'm concerned, but I'm, you know, I'm kind of hopeful that the, I, I don't want to put all my eggs in the basket of a nerf. Cause I, I honestly don't think it's going to change how this meta feels all that much, but I, I'm hell, I'm thankful for a change. Cause it was starting to get kind of, uh, you know, kind of samey. And even though some new decks would pop up from here and there, they never really were, like, good enough to be able to be a healthy part of the meta, it felt like. So I'm glad to see that a change is coming, and then we can talk about what that means uh, right now, actually. So let's talk about these nerfs. And I think these were kind of... Well, we expected nerfs eventually. I, I think I kind of expected them last week, honestly, before Grandmaster started. But I think that some of what happened at Grandmasters as well as the uh, 
as well as the esports arena tournament the week before have kind of made these changes kind of inevitable it was just a matter of when the timing was going to happen and what cards were going to get touched and what didn't get touched so we have cards to we have cards we have nerfs to three rogue cards and one neutral that's effectively a warrior card so evil miscreant is going from a one five to a one four uh, this this looks weird at first but it it is actually pretty significant because a lot of what tempo rogue is doing is dropping the the miscreant getting the lackeys out of it and then that becomes something that needs to be removed unless you because if you don't then a waggle pick comes down and it bounces back to the hand or the shadow step and then after a couple of bounces of the miscreant it just starts to become overwhelming in terms of the value that's generated and and part of the reason that that happens a lot is because it's really hard to remove uh, five health is a lot of health we learned that with spreading plague like five health is a is a significant breakpoint the breakpoint between four and five where you have a number of cards on three or four mana that can deal with a four health minion that can't deal with a five health minion so i mean think of things like true silver champion like wing blast like mark shot like um de well devastate was it's going to be damaged anyway um even like uh frostbolt and ping is something that you can deal with right but five health there's not a lot that deals with it straight up this is why uh, militia commander is being run in the warrior deck it's basically being run in the in the warrior deck specifically to deal with evil miscreant. It just happens to be a good rush minion, but I do wonder if evil miscreant, once it's at four four health, if militia commander is even a card that gets run in the deck anymore. I don't think it is, because that that's why it's so important. Like there were some some players that were talking about at Grandmasters this weekend, like having militia commander against rogue on curve is critical because you need to be able to remove that miscreant or else they start bouncing it and then you just fall too far behind so this will make it so that there are a lot more viable answers that don't require running a specific card in your deck to deal with it i mean i just rattled off a few of them but that you know that just makes it so that it doesn't actually affect how the card works right it's a pretty good nerf in that regard because the card still works the same way it did it's still you know you still have to do whatever you're going to do to activate it and it's still going to do exactly what it did when you play it. It's just that it's going to be easier to remove. And it also won't stick on the board as often to be a target for Witchy Lackey, which is another another issue that happens. Like, it's not going to be... Or for Goblin Lackey, I guess, too. Like, two of the lackeys re revolve around having a minion on board to be able to take advantage of it. And if that gets removed, then those lackeys get a little bit worse. So it, it's actually a pretty elegant nerf in that regard. And it is, I think it is pretty significant. It's not going to make Evil Miscreant get played any less. I think it's still, the card is still just as good as it was. It's just going to be a little bit easier to deal with and keep it from recurring and just getting completely out of hand. So the second change is that Raiding Party is going from 3 mana to 4 mana. And, and again, is probably not going to make it significantly worse, but is going to make it a little bit more fair and make this a little bit more awkward in the same way that when, and I'm going back a ways now, but those of you who were playing in the Pirate Warrior days when Fiery War Axe went from 2 mana to 3 mana, and that didn't seem like it was going to be that significant of a change, but it was, and, and I think this is kind of the same thing, because the reason that Raiding Party works as well as it does is because you play something Raiding Party on 3, usually Backstab, or, or Prep, or Coin, on 3, to 
activate it, draw the weapon, and then get Waggle Pick in your in your opening hand, which costs four mana, and then you're you're off to the races from there. So what this is going to do is this is going to slow that down a turn, and it's going to make it so that you're being mana inefficient by doing that. Now you can always hold a deadly poison and get the deadly poison on the waggle pick, and that'll be even even more annoying to deal with. But in general, right, like it's not going to be a smooth curve where you're curving, you know, one drop or not into dagger hit face into backstab raiding party into waggle pick hit face into the green skin that you drew from raiding party. Like you're, if you're doing that now after the nerf, you're always going to be kind of one turn behind and that'll give, and, and you're going to be mana inefficient because you're going to be playing that off curve haha, um, <laughs> the whole way. Right. So I, I think that that kind of will help along with the change to prep, which we'll talk about in a second, which is going to, it's also going to keep it from coming out too early. But I think that you know, it, it's basically become the way you play against Rogue right now is you don't play anything going into their three mana turn so that they can't backstab raiding parties so that you can slow that that kind of that that curve down a little bit. And now you don't have to really worry about that, and you can actually play onto the board. Like it, it's kind of a kind of a losing situation either way, right? Either you're not developing into their three mana on into their three mana turn. And then you're just leaving them an empty board and hoping they don't do anything, and usually they will anyway. Or you are developing, and then you're giving them a backstab, and that can trigger the raiding party, and then get the waggle pick on four. So slowing that all down a turn and making it not mana efficient will help be able to fight against the rogue a little bit more fairly. So the third, uh, the third change to rogue cards is the one that's probably the most controversial because it's hitting a classic card. And that's Preparation. And Preparation is going from uh, reduce the cost of the next spell you play this turn by three to reduce the cost of the next spell you play this turn by two. And I, I'm honestly surprised it's taken this long. And we've talked, you know, if you've, if you've been listening to podcasts in the Hearthstone universe for a while, like, this comes up every so often, especially since Myra's Unstable Element has gotten printed. And it just enables a lot of things that are very hard to come back from. And, and it's especially apparent after, like, the Innervate and Wild Growth nerfs, where a lot of the really blatant mana cheats been toned down a lot, that that prep hadn't been touched. And it makes it, like, that much more powerful. So, again, the change with Raiding Party is that now it's going to cost you minimum two mana to play Raiding Party, as opposed to being able to do it for free and then go on about your about your turn. Also, this is kind of a soft nerf to Edwin because you're going to have fewer cards that you can target in order to get a big Edwin out. Like prep fan is not a play anymore. Even though fan doesn't get fan of knives doesn't get played, prep fan used to be the way that you would tar- get a 6/6 six, six Edwin. And prep fan is now going to cost you one mana. And that's that's a big deal. Like that's that's the difference between a 6/6 six, six and a 4/4 four, four Edwin on turn 3 right? And Prep Myra's also, again, is going to give you one less mana to work with, which when you're drawing your entire deck is significant. When you do Prep Myra's, that gives you eight mana to work with if you're working on 10 mana. And going from eight to seven, it can be a big difference. It doesn't feel like it at the time, but even like being able to Prep Myra's early gives you less to work with. Uh, You know, even things like Prep Avis, I mean, Prep Avis is still going to be free. Um, 
you you have things like walk the plank, which are now going to be two mana instead of one mana. Uh, you know, the more expensive cards like vanish. It was a big deal in. I, you know, this would have been great back in the Quest Rogue days, right? Because, you know, quest uh, uh, prep quest would have cost you three mana instead of two. And again, when you're playing a whole bunch of one mana minions, that's significant. So there's been, a, like, a lot of stuff that prep has enabled, you know, along with, you know, Miracle Rogue, because it's making you... It's giving you the ability to play more cards in a turn. So there's a lot of stuff that, that prep enables that toning it down really does make a difference. But I don't think this is a draconian nerf either. Like being able to reduce something by two mana, that's still innervate. That's still fine. Right? Like that's original pre-nerf innervate. You still take that. Like being able to like you see it with elemental invocation even in the mage deck. Like being able to do something by two when it's a mana cyclone, I guess. I mean when you're when you're using it on the on the mountain giant it's just one. But just being able to to reduce the cost of something by two is a lot when you're doing it for free at the cost of a card. So, and you, you know, it's the kind of thing you're still going to be able to play that into an auctioneer and then draw off and then see what you get. Right. So I think this is a really good nerf. It's kind of been needed for a lot longer than this. And I'm surprised that it's taken this long, but I guess now that we've gotten into the, you know, the era of nerfing classic cards, which started with like wild growth and, and nourish, there really hasn't been a powerful rogue deck that hasn't run Baku and the Moon Eater. So this is the first real time that they've had an opportunity to see prep in action and be able to uh, to actually address it with that lens in mind going forward. The final nerf is uh, for Archivist Elysiana, who's going from 8 mana to 9 mana. And a lot of the reason for this is because Control Warrior in particular will run either Baleful Banker or Youthful Brewmaster in order to bounce it or put it back in the deck and be able to effectively go infinite. And... You know, this is not just a specialist concern. I've had games... I've seen the turn timer happen more than once in the past month, and I've never seen it before, ever. And the turn timer... People think that the turn timer went into effect when Dead Man's Hand Warrior came out, like a couple of years ago when Knights of the Frozen Throne was released. That's not true. The the, the turn timer's always been there. The only thing that went in with Dead Man's Hand Warrior was the rule for esports to... address how a game that went to the turn limit would be scored uh you know so in case in case that did happen to determine who won so they wouldn't have to do a regame but other than that it's always been there to kind of prevent these these situations where nobody can win and they thought 45 turns was enough on either side and turns out not when you print archivist elysiana so now what will happen is that you shouldn't get to the turn timer anymore unless you get an Archivist Elysiana from Archivist Elysiana, in, at least on ladder, because this is something that you're not going to run like a Youthful Brewmaster or a Baleful Banker probably to have the 50% chance of being able to save the coin the entire game and then bounce it, if you can even really afford to do that. And now there is a concern about Specialist because... In Specialist, you probably do have the room in your deck to run a bouncer and take the 50% chance that you get the coin and can and can fatigue your opponent out. And I guess we'll see how that goes. I, it feels like there are already better ways to target Warrior. We saw Amnesiac at Grandmasters this weekend go all in on like an aggro plan with Grom, Hellscream, and Cairn. And Mechathune's been more of a thing now anyway. So it seems like, you know, the Bounce Louisiana Forever plan was starting to fall out of favor anyway. 
but even so, I, I don't know if it's really going to be. It could. I could see it being an issue in Specialist. On ladder, should, this should never be an issue again because you're not going to have room in your ladder deck, which has to be good against everything, to be able to run a Brewmaster or a Belfort Banker in the chances of have, being able to get the coin and be able to bounce it. Like, I don't think that that's going to be realistically a problem. It could still be a problem with Shutterwalk. Control Shaman could be a thing where this is still an issue. Uh, it's a little bit less of an issue. It's a little bit less good because you don't get to choose what goes into your deck, but it is an issue in terms of extending fatigue. So that'll ha we'll have to see if Control Shaman becomes a new problem instead of Control Warrior. But I think Warrior will probably go to either a Mechathune build or will just go all in on bombs, which it was already starting to do anyway. And then let, you know, give up on the Elysiana plan for ladder because it's just like Elysiana is, is really only good against other warriors anyway. And it's only good, you know, if your opponent, you're only playing it because your opponent could play it and then you need to have it. So if everybody stops using it, then it should see a lot of play. And that, that's a good thing because that means that 45 minute ladder game should hopefully become a thing of a past. Like I've been having trouble playing some games, like waiting for the train station because sometimes they turn into like these half hour, 40 minute you know, epic sagas. And that shouldn't be the case for ladder. Like in specialist, I, I'm, I'm not a fan of that either, but that can happen because you just get those matchups and you're going to tech to go to fatigue, but on ladder, that shouldn't be happening. So I'm happy for this change as a ladder player and somebody who's not really participating in specialist qualifiers, but I can hundred percent see the issue, um, with people who are playing specialist qualifiers. And that's something we're going to have to keep an eye on. So where is this going to take us for the meta? What should you be focusing on? So I think Rogue gets worse, but I don't think it gets as, as bad as people think it's going to. I think we could see it going back to a more of a value build with Vendettas and Hench Clan Burglars and Underbelly Fence, Undercity Fence, whatever the name of that card is, and like High Sparrow Togwaggle and stuff like that. Like that was still a, a deck that was seeing some play. That doesn't really get hit as hard um, by the, by all of these nerfs to rating party. I mean, Miscreant is fine. It, it'll still see play. Prep's still good at two mana for that deck. And it's got enough value to, to not really rely. I, I, it, I don't think it was really relying on rating party very much anyway. Um, or if it did, it can just, you know, take those out or not worry about it as much. Um, Warrior will probably do well initially. And then I think a lot of the counters are going to start to come out to play. The, the prevailing theory was that Warrior wasn't good because it's Warrior, but because Rogue was so good and Warrior was the only thing that was good against it, that, and all the counters to Warrior were being held down by Rogue. And that is true to some extent. Like, there are decks, like, the Mage is starting to come up in general. Um, Token Druid, to some extent, is good against Warrior if it's built properly and it doesn't have to, it doesn't have to contend with, like, a superpower Rogue. Like, if it's dealing with a regular Power Rogue, it can generally hold its own. Um, Midrange Hunter and Bomb Hunter are, bo are both really good against Warrior. Uh, Midrange Hunter in particular, with being able to take, like, uh, Tundra Rhino and slap a Dire Frenzy on it, or a Vicious Galehide for, like, infinite healing or whatever, and then use Zul'jin to just generate too much value for the Warrior to be able to deal with. That can be really powerful as well. And, and Mech Paladin's a deck that is incredible against Warrior, but just gets completely dumpstered by, by Rogue. So if Rogue comes down a couple of notches, Mech Paladin could be the kind of thing, especially if you're not having to worry about Sap. Because Sap just destroys that deck. Like, if you're sticking a whole bunch of magnetic things onto each other and trying to make one big thing and then it gets sapped, you're just sad. Now, Silence could come back, 
because there hasn't been room for silence because of all the weapon removal that's been needed for the tech slots. So that could also keep Mech Paladin down. Though I wonder if um, Holy Wrath Paladin's also been kind of a fringe deck that feels like it's almost been there. And I do wonder if, like, not having to deal with the with the ridiculous starts from Rogue and getting more time against something like a Mage or a Warrior, that, especially when you're able to clear off, like, a couple of big Mage boards with, like, Shrink Ray into, into Wild Pyro or Shrink Ray into Consecration, I do think that Holy Wrath Paladin might be something to keep an eye on. Um, Control Shaman and Big Shaman are also there. Control Shaman might become, you know, the new Elysiana deck. Especially if it doesn't have to try to keep up with Warrior. Um, that, that could be something that's that's a potential as well. So there's a lot of decks that I think are almost good enough that if they can target Warrior without having to contend with Rogue, can actually, you know, start to make an impact. I'll probably be trying some, some of those over the next couple days. We'll, we'll check in again next week and see where we are. We'll probably have a better meta, a better sense of the meta by that point. And then we can kind of figure out what the best thing is to, to deal with this new world. I think that, you know, uh, it uh, all, you know, real talk, like, I think Rogue also just kind of feels bad to play against. I was definitely starting to feel very despondent playing against Rogue because, like, there just wasn't anything good that you could do to deal with, like, uh, 16 to 18 damage from Leroy, Wagglepick Leroy right? Unless you happen to draw your, your weapon removal at the right time, like, if you clear the minions, you die, you, you die because they can Leroy, Waggle Pick Leroy you. If you don't clear the minions, you die because they just hit you with the minions. So, you kind of got stuck in this really bad place because of the early chip damage they could get in on you. And now, with getting a couple extra turns to breathe, you might be able to set up some defenses and actually have a chance to not get, lose to that every single time. But it, it just felt like there was never really anything you could do because there was so much damage in that rogue deck that they just had to get some in early and then set set up and then you'd probably get put into a no-win situation. So I'm just glad that that's going to be changing. I'm, I was not really a fan of that deck, either playing it or playing against it. And I'm, you know, again, it's been like 30 to 40% of the tournament meta for the entirety of, at least as long as I've been tracking the data, which has been like two weeks, uh, it's been minimum 25% of the specialist meta every week and usually closer to somewhere between 30 and 40. So I'm not going to miss that. I think get, getting things to shake up will be nice. Again, I also, one thing that didn't get touched is Dr. Boom. And I'm a little bit worried about that because I think Boom on 7 is is ultimately going to be just as big of a problem, but... You know, this is a, month, a nerf a month into the to the meta. If we get a, a nerf plan like we had with Rastacon, and we get another set of nerfs, say in like a month and a half or so, like after after Las Vegas at the end of June, then maybe that's the time to address Doctor Boom. Give it a chance to get countered naturally. See how that goes, and then if it's still too strong, you nerf it. Then I, I can I I'm not. It's not the way I would do it, but. I can see that approach and I'm okay with giving the team a chance to kind of collect a little bit more data before we just throw the card into the, into the nerf pile. All right. So that's it for me for this week. Uh, you can find the show notes at, uh, offcurve.com. You, that's also where you can find my, uh, dashboard for all the specialist meta. 
you can find that it's it's on the it's on offcurve.com click on the on the link on the top that says specialist matter or you could go to offcurve.com slash specialist dash meta i will probably set up a subdomain for that soon so that i don't have to read that out on the show every week and you can also find links there to twitch and discord which are uh twitch offcurve.com and discord.offcurve.com respectively. There was a really good conversation in Discord today about whether we should be nerfing classic cards or not and what that does to the game. And I actually had to jump out of that conversation to finish recording this and um, not terrify my wife that I was stuck on the road somewhere (laughs) because I was sitting at the gas station (laughs) messaging in Discord. Uh, But, you know, do go join in the conversation over there. Um, You can also leave a review on iTunes. And that helps out a lot. And, you know, we haven't gotten one of those in a while, but those always do make me happy. And that's one way you can support the show. You can also, if you want, and, you know, again, completely optional. And and I appreciate the hell out of anybody who does. And I don't want to pressure anybody who doesn't. But if, you know, supporting the show directly is something that you feel like you want to do, there is a link in the show notes and on the site for um, where you can contribute to the show directly on a monthly basis. Uh, you know, that's something that I, I don't ask, I really don't ask anybody to do, but I know that a few people have asked me to be able to do it. And I would want to make that available in case that's something you want to do anyway. So, um, good luck. Hopefully if you've been struggling, the nurse will change that or at least help you, uh, you know, kick the dust off and give you something else to, to try out and get some novelty into the game again. And, uh, you know, good luck with all of your goals and whatever you're doing this week. And most importantly, be good to each other. We'll talk soon. Have a good one.